0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Three Wide. Today we're going to be going over the controversial finish between Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill and the drama that unfolded afterwards with Richard Childress Racing itself. But before we get started on that, let's hear a word from our presenting sponsor. So before we get started on this week's episode, let me tell you about our presenting sponsor, Hunt to Harvest. If you are looking to update or upgrade your hunting apparel, then HuntToHarvest.com is where you need to go. Their new fall collection is out now where they have several new shirt designs for both short sleeve and long sleeves, as well as new rope hats in stock. They also still have a great selection of shirts from their spring collection which is now on sale and that mystery box special is still going on as well where you can get three designs sent to you for just $33 and for $11 a shirt and the high quality product that Hunt to Harvest puts out you're not going to find a better deal anywhere else. So head on over to to HuntToHarvest.com by clicking on the link in the description below and when you check out be sure to use that promo code RADNY18923 at checkout for even more savings. That's radney one 8 9 2 at So at the end of Saturday's Xfinity race at Martinsville, you had Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill first and second, going for the race win in an overtime restart. And while you had Sheldon Creed, who was in a must-win situation to get to the championship race at Phoenix, Austin Hill, I wouldn't put him in a must-win scenario, but with the point so tight between himself and Cole Custer, he definitely needed that win to solidly get into the championship race. Now, once the green flag dropped on that overtime restart, you immediately saw the two teammates trading paint, not really beating on each other, but rubbing fenders, being a little aggressive towards each other, but not over the top. And ultimately, Sheldon Cree was able to put the bumper to Austin Hill, not wreck him, but do just enough to get him out of the lane. Sheldon was able to make the pass. And then going into turns three and four, Sheldon was doored by Austin Hill, led to Sheldon getting a little bit more of a a shallow entry than what he was wanting, and you saw Sheldon slow up going into turn four. Now, was it because he needed the brakes to get a proper exit on the corner so he wouldn't hit the wall coming out of turn four, or was there still oil on the track? There's a lot of different theories out there, especially those saying that Sheldon brake checked Austin Hill for some reason. Now, this led to Justin Allgaier being able to sneak through on the inside, getting the race win and locking himself into the championship race. And Richard Childress Racing went from having two drivers possibly in this championship finale to none. And once that checkered flag fell, that is when you saw all the drama unfold. Everything seemed to kind of implode with Richard Childress Racing. Now, it's important to remember that just a few weeks ago, Sheldon announced that he will be leaving Richard Childress Racing at the end of the year. Nothing official yet as far as where he's going. Obviously, the big rumor is he is headed to Joe Gibbs Racing. But like I said, no official announcement yet. But while Creed was standing on pit road, kind of taking in what was going on, waiting to get interviewed probably by TV and radio, Andy Petrie walks up, who is the vice president of competition at Richard Childress Racing, and immediately gets into Creed's face. And you couldn't really make out what he was saying, but you knew Petrie wasn't happy. There was some yelling going on from Petrie mainly. And when Petrie goes to walk off, Sheldon makes the comment that if the roles were reversed, y'all wouldn't have anything to say. Then you had car owner Richard Childress going on an interview with NBC Sports saying that he's had a lot of drivers in his time drive for him, but none as stupid as Sheldon Creed. Now, I'm not going to name names, but you can look at the history of Richard Childress Racing and find drivers who have climbed into a RCR car or truck that fits more under that title than Sheldon Creed does. And many may disagree with me, but I, I'm i not throwing the Dillon brothers, Austin and Ty under that umbrella. Yes, they have reaped the benefits of driving for their grandfather, Richard Childress. However, they each have numerous wins across the board in NASCAR. Ty Dillon hasn't won in Cup, but he has won in the Xfinity Series, the Truck Series, and is an ARCA champion. Austin Dillon, he's won in all three series and is also a truck and Xfinity Series champion. So to me, they don't fit under that umbrella as far as a stupid driver with the success they've had in NASCAR. And regarding Childress's comments itself, looking at Creed this year alone, Sheldon's average finish has went up nearly four spots compared to last year, which was his rookie year in the Xfinity Series. And also Creed is a former truck series champion, and he has finished more races this year than Austin Hill. So I'm not sure what the criteria is for someone to be a stupid driver in Richard Childress's eyes, but I don't believe Sheldon Creed comes anywhere close to meeting that criteria. If Sheldon Creed is guilty of anything, I believe it is simply messing with the golden boy or the future golden boy of the team. Like it or not, Austin Hill is the future of Richard Childress Racing. With the long-term contract extension he just signed, the wins he has gotten in the Xfinity Series, I believe he has earned that right to be the future of the team. Now, let's talk about professionalism for a moment. While Richard was making his comments to the media about Sheldon Creed being the stupidest driver he's ever had, you had Sheldon give an interview where he was talking about how thankful he was for his time with Richard Childress Racing, all that he has learned with the team, and also how forever grateful he'll be for Richard being the one to give him an opportunity outside of the truck series to continue to further his career. And Sheldon, as far as talking about his future, he said it was just simply time for him to move on. He had he did mention how Austin Hill is the the favorite guy over there at that team and I'm sure he could see the writing on the wall that Austin Hill is going to be more of a priority than himself. So he is doing what he needs to do to put himself in a better situation to be more successful in NASCAR. And with Childress' comments, you go and add in Andy Petrie's reaction, who, like I said, is the vice president of competition, him going and getting in the face of Creed in front of the fans, the media, the sponsors, and the team for basically Sheldon being competitive out there and trying to get it fight for his first win. I have to ask the question, who comes across as more professional, Richard Childress Racing or Sheldon Creed? As for Austin Hill, I get his frustration on the situation. I really do. You know, he comes in with, with a good chance of making it to the championship race where he'd probably be one of the favorites to get it. And now he he's going to Phoenix just to simply run a race. However, the antics towards the pit crew, Sheldon's pit crew, where he walked by clapping at them and, and the crew chief, and then his comments to the media in the infield, I believe just took it too far. As far as the pit crew goes, they have no control over what these drivers do inside the car. Then with his comments, Like I said, there's been no official announcement yet made by Joe Gibbs Racing or any team for that matter in Sheldon Creed as far as his plans for 2024. For him to just go out and blatantly say, I'm ready for him to go on to Joe Gibbs Racing next year, to me that's a low shot by Austin. Another unfair criticism or comment that came from Hill was not only when he made the comment that he's ready for Sheldon to be gone to his new team, he's ready to get Jesse Love in there and that he thinks and he hopes that Jesse Love will be a better teammate to him than Sheldon Creed was. Like I said, that's a pretty unfair and untrue statement from Austin Hill. I think these two guys, Hill and Creed, have had pretty good teamwork throughout their run at Richard Childress Racing together, especially when it comes to Super Speedway Racing. They were always up near the front working together, and Austin Hill has excelled at Super Speedway Racing in the Xfinity Series. How much of an impact was Sheldon Creed on that? We'll find that answer out pretty quickly in 2024. You also had Austin making the comment that Creed never gave him a chance there at the end of the race to do anything. I mean, the way that Andy Petrie, Richard Childress, and Austin Hill are reacting, you would have thought that Sheldon Creed had done like Ty Gibbs did last year at Martinsville to his teammate Brandon Jones when he dumped him going into turn one on the last lap. When in reality, Creed raced Hill like a true teammate. He gave him enough of a chance to still have an opportunity to go on to the championship race. Another big topic that Austin was really focused on was the fact of Sheldon slowing up in the middle of turns three and four in front of him, which is what led to the big crash and and Austin being unable to finish the race. But if you go back and look at the replay, you'll see going into turns three and four, Austin goes down and doors Sheldon Creed, leading to Creed not getting his preferred angle into the corner. He washes up the track and has to slow down just to make the corner so he doesn't hit the wall coming out of turn four. Also, you have the track, which was apparently coated in oil from the big crash that happened before the overtime restart, which led to a red flag. So I don't see where Austin Hill and even some fans are saying how Sheldon Creed did that on purpose. He break checked him to ruin his chances for a championship. I don't see anything in what Creed has done, not only in this race, but in previous races to try and sabotage Austin Hill's chances and RCR racing as a whole, sabotage their chances at a championship. Sheldon very easily could have taken the low road, waited until the last lap, and dumped his teammate going into turn one, giving himself the victory and a shot at the championship. Instead, Sheldon raced his teammate Austin Hill respectfully, aggressively, but not recklessly. And I believe that no matter what Sheldon would have done, it would have been wrong in the eyes of RCR Brass and Austin Hill. So he really was in a no-win situation. He was simply trying to get his team into victory lane the first time since he's taken over this two-car and also give them a shot at the championship. Meanwhile, Richard Childress Racing continues to build up this reputation of taking things a little too personal when it comes to drivers leaving their team. We saw it with Kevin Harvick when he announced he was leaving to go to Stuart Haas Racing. It got personal and we saw the rivalry between him and the Dillon brothers, the comments that were said in the media and especially at the Martinsville race then. And while it seems that that relationship has been repaired with Harvick running the 29 car again at the all-star race, showing up at the RCR fan day, signing autographs next to Richard Childress. Then you also have Jeff Green when he was fired from the team after making comments about how the organization runs their team. And then most recently, Tyler Reddick. This past season, when he announced he was leaving RCR to go to twenty three eleven Racing in twenty twenty four, you had the team put out the infamous statement saying that this announcement couldn't come at a worse time, and which led to words exchanged between the parties in the media and obvious tension between the two. Now looking ahead to the future with Richard Childress Racing, the signing of Jesse Love, who will be nineteen years old when the season kicks off next year, and the contract extension signed by Austin Hill which will most likely lead to a Cup Series ride, RCR is setting itself up for its future as solid as it can. Now, the same can be said for Joe Gibbs Racing with the signing of Chandler Smith and presumably Sheldon Creed. You have Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. coming closer to the end of their careers, and Gibbs has got to get some solid replacements in line behind them, and I think they've done a solid job with that, even with the loss of Sammy Smith. And before I sign off, one thing I wanted to mention Going into next season for the NASCAR Xfinity Series, I would definitely keep an eye out for what we're seeing could be a potential rivalry building up in front of us between Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill. If Sheldon is with Joe Gibbs Racing next year, he is going to be hungrier than ever to go out and prove that he is just as good, if not better than Austin Hill, that RCR made a mistake to overlook him. And with Austin Hill, he's going to want to go out and prove that he should be the future of RCR that he is so much better than Sheldon Creed and both these teams are front runners. So their paths are going to cross more often than not. And eventually it is all going to come to a head. On Sunday, you had Ryan Blaney getting the race win to put himself into the championship four race, joining William Byron, Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson. And going over Sunday's race real quick, I thought it was probably one of the better short track races we've seen with this next gen car, especially the battle between Denny Hamlin and Ryan Blaney in stage two. Then at the end, you had Chase Elliott leading for a while before he had to make his final pit stop toward the end. And there for a little bit, I thought we were going to see Eric Almirola come away with a win after announcing that he was leaving SHR at the end of the year. But ultimately Ryan Blaney, who was honestly the the best car of the field at worst, the second getting the race win. And Ryan Blaney has really turned it on ever since that win at Talladega. And Dale jr. After that said Ryan Blaney is his championship favorite. If Blaney gets hot, he's going to be tough to beat. And a lot of people, Really didn't know how to take that comment. Didn't know if they knew what Junior was talking about, but obviously he does because Ryan Blaney's going championship racing on Sunday. And looking at this upcoming race weekend finale for the championship round at Phoenix Raceway in the Truck Series, you have Grant Enfinger, Ben Rhodes, as well as Corey Heim and Carson Hosevar. In the Xfinity Series, you have Justin Algar, Cole Custer, John Hunter Nemechek, and Justin's teammate, Sam Mayer. For the Truck Series race, my pick in that one, I'm going with Corey Haim. He's been the one from start to finish of the season. To ha- he's, he's had the most consistent speed and been the strongest competitor week in and week out. Carson Josevar, he's got the hot hand right now. He's coming off the win at Homestead, which was the Truck Series last race. He definitely could be one to watch. I'm just hoping he doesn't do anything stupid. That would really taint this championship win or the championship race if it comes down to it. But Ben Rhodes and Grant Enfinger, those are two guys that have been in this situation before uh, more than once. Ben Rhodes is a former champion, and his crew chief is really good at, at making the pit strategy calls and it coming out in their favor. So while they might not be the strongest trucks in the Final Four, definitely two truck teams to keep an eye on. For Grant Enfinger, this is GMS's last race. And honestly, Grant is a little bit of a sentimental favorite for me. He, he's he been so close so many times. He's an Alabama boy. I honestly am going to be pulling for Grant to get the win, but I think Corey Heim is going to be the guy to beat and the one to come away with the trophy. On the Xfinity Series side of things, John Hunter Nemechek, as far as pure speed, I, I don't think anyone in this Final Four can match up with him. Now we know Justin Allgaier is very strong at Phoenix, but... He's never been able to close it out to get that championship win. Is this when he can finally get it done? Junior had made mention. You don't know how much longer Allgaier will be racing. He doesn't know how much longer Allgaier will be racing. So I expect Justin to go out and race harder than he has before in this championship race to go ahead and get that monkey off his back. Cole Custer, he's had speed at times, but I feel like he hasn't been as consistent with it as John Hunter. As for Sam Mayer, I, I, he's taken huge leaps this year in the Xfinity series, winning, I believe four races so far. And it always seems to be when something crazy happens, he can take advantage of it and and come away on, on top. But I just don't think he's quite there yet to, to get that championship. But If something crazy happens there towards the end, keep an eye out for Sam Mayer because he has a way of of sneaking through it and being the one to get the best deal out of it all. On the Cup Series side, this one is a little bit tougher to call. You have Kyle Larson, the only previous champion going into this race, so there's a good chance we could see a first-time Cup champion on Sunday. I don't think it's going to be Christopher Bell, though. Like Cole Custer in the Xfinity Series, Christopher Bell's had good runs. He's had good speed. It's just been inconsistent, and I don't know if it's going to be enough to overcome drivers with the hot hand like Ron Blaney or Kyle Larson. As for William Byron, he's probably been the most consistent through the playoffs, but he had a very disappointing run this past Sunday at Martinsville. Does that do anything to his confidence going into the season finale? Like Bell, he's pretty young, and this is, I believe, his first championship four appearance. So it's at least going to be a big learning experience for Byron. As for Blaney and Larson, I believe it comes down to those two. As I said, Blaney has the one with the momentum on his side. He's been very strong over these past few races and he's coming off of back-to-back second place finishes at Phoenix. Him and Larson's stats when it comes to top tens, top fives, average finish, they are right there neck and neck at Phoenix raceway. And we always know, For each series, the top four or the final four in in those championship races, they always have the best equipment and they're going to be the ones running up front. And it very well could come down to a final pit stop and a final restart because Phoenix is not known for its door-to-door action and racing people down and, and constant passing. It's more known for these crazy restarts, especially now with the bottom and the apron as wide open as it is. So, you know anything crazy can happen. I, I'm gonna lean for Ryan Blaney towards Ryan Blaney. I think this is going to be the year Blaney gets that championship and really kind of solidifies his spot in the Cup Series. Not saying it's in question, but I feel like this is his opportunity to to really show that he belongs. He is a contender. He has taken that next step that Chase Elliott did back a few years ago as far as being a champion and being someone that you're going to have to keep an eye on year in and year out. So here we are down to our final race weekend where we will crown our three champions in the Craftsman Truck, Xfinity, and Cup Series. And I hope everyone enjoys this weekend's racing action as it will be the last we see of these NASCAR drivers until February at the LA Coliseum. And be sure to join me next week as we will review Championship Weekend and we will review this past season. I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their week and we will see y'all next time here on 3Y.